everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And I think that last week I said that we would be joined by Mike, Michael DaCosta from Quasi Europe. And uh, he is not going to be joining us this week, but rather next week. We had a little bit of a scheduling conflict. So look out for that Quasi Europe podcast next week. Today, I want to talk about an article that I wrote at the end of 2019 called Five Reasons to Take a Cruise in 2020. Now, clearly, that article did not age very well because not very many of us were cruising in 2020. Um, I managed to take one trip before cruising kind of shut down. Um, But there are people who are cruising in 2020, and because the 2020 season came to such Uh, an abrupt stop. I think that a lot of people are also eager to cruise in 2021. So I thought that I would talk about, you know, my kind of top reasons to choose a cruise. And we're going to talk specifically about ocean cruising today Um, as a mode of travel and as, as a, you know, as a vacation. Um, I cruising is my favorite way to see the world. And I know that so many other people uh, share that mentality, but I also know that there are a lot of people who say, well, I would never get on a cruise ship. And uh, something that we talk about and something that you'll hear me say often, and you've probably heard me say on the podcast, is that cruising is such a customizable experience. So I think that, you know, when people say I'll never cruise, they have this idea in their head of what a cruise looks like. And maybe they're they're thinking of a big ship or maybe they're thinking of a river cruise, something that's small that they wouldn't want to do. But cruising is so customizable. That is my first reason. So I know that I've talked about this a couple of times, but, you know, there is such a wide array. There's such a, a wide array of options and they're broken down in different segments, but you know, you can look at cost, you can look at what's included, you can look at a special, some cruise lines run certain promotions and what time of year you want to cruise and you know, which cruise line is going to have the best entertainment. Do you like music? Do you like shows? Do you want enrichment on board? You know, there are just so many different options and it's really easy to find a cruise that's going to be tailored to your needs. For example, I think that I talked about a Holland America line cruise that I took and there were a lot, you know, the passengers on board were quite a bit older than I was. I'm talking, you know, about 70 as kind of the average age on board, I would say. Um, You know, I think that the youngest passengers other than my friend and I that we saw were in their 40s. So, that was that was in January, so it was school time for children, and so that's kind of the number one reason that there weren't that many kids or young people on board. But then also Holland America Line does kind of pull an older older crowd on some of its ships, and I want to talk about my experience on New Stottendam because this is a perfect example of how these cruise how these cruises can be so customizable. And then I want to talk about Celebrity Edge. Um, I have full podcast of both of those episodes. So I are sorry, full podcast episodes about both of those trips. So I will link those in the description. But you know, in looking at these two examples, we can kind of tell how, how different, different cruise experiences on different cruise lines can be. Before we get into that, though, I'm going to take a quick ad break. So uh, I'll, I'll see you guys in just a second. 
So yeah, let's first start by talking about New Dam, and this is going to, you know, I'm only using these two trips, New Dam and Celebrity Edge, for the example of how different cruises can differ. So New Dam, you know, it was fun. We did trivia. We did certain excursions at Holland America Line's private island. Um, but it was a lot of music because Holland America Line, uh, on some of its newer ships, has the music walk. And so... What this is, is it's three different music venues, and one is a piano lounge, one is a uh, rock and roll theme, and then one is B.B. King, so more jazz and soul music. Um, And so each night, really, you know, the main entertainment is going to be at these three venues. So what my friend Natalie, who was on the ship with me and I often did, was just go from show to show to show. And as people who really liked music, as people who really liked to dance, and it was very fun for us, you know. And so if you have someone who likes music, that's a great option. But you know, some other people my age, I know I talked to the 40 year old couple that I mentioned earlier that was on board and they said, everything just ends so early. We thought we were going to be able to party, you know, and if that was in their cards, I would have never suggested for them to go on this cruise, especially when we know that the age kind of skews a little bit older, but that's what they want. I essentially, you know, we had a meeting and I asked one of the guys, I said, what are you doing to cater to younger people? And they kind of said, we're not, you know, they're happy with the client base that they have and they're happy with, um, what they're doing on board. And I think that it's great. And clearly, you know, a lot of people are big, big Holland America line fans, myself included, but that experience is definitely not going to be for everyone. Then on the other hand, we'll look at my time aboard celebrity cruises, celebrity edge, which at the time that I was on board was celebrities newest ship. And so many people said that, This was the weirdest cruise experience that they didn't get certain things that were happening on board. But for me, it was one of my favorite cruises that I've ever taken. There was a lot of immersive theater experience, a lot of, I would say, I would use the word experimental. And I mean that in a great way where I felt like Celebrity was really pushing the envelope and doing these things that other cruise lines aren't necessarily doing. For example, they have a venue called Eden and you go into Eden and you kind of interact with the Edenists. Now I've heard that since this sailing and since getting some feedback, they've changed up a couple of things that they do on board and maybe that it's less, uh, in your face or less weird, I would say, um, is a good word to describe it. But, you know, there were interactive experiences in the club and it was very much, you know, we were all staying out really late at night. We were all drinking and forming conga lines and dancing. And it was so fun. And I find that on celebrity, that's usually my experience where I'm having late nights, where I'm drinking, where I'm dancing with people, where I'm doing silent discos on the deck. And so, you know, there, there are just so, so, so many options. Then you have, uh, expedition cruises where you're getting this constant enrichment because you have lecturers on board. So really, I mean, there are just so many different experiences that you can get from a cruise. And I think that it's really important to keep that in mind. Um, 
because people are very close-minded to cruises a lot of the time. Um, but once you kind of do a little bit more research and see what everyone has to offer, I think that it makes a little bit more sense and maybe more people would be persuaded into cruising because there are things that you can only do on a ship. There are things that are really enhanced by being on board of a ship. Um, one thing, you know, when I talk to most cruise executives, one thing that is always repeated in some variation is, well, you only have to pack your bags once you get to go to all of these different destinations, a pack and unpack, you get to go to all these different destinations and so much is included. I mean, it is true. Even when I look at ocean cruises and I'm thinking, okay, well, not as much as included on most ocean cruises as river cruises, you still have your meals included. You can buy beverage packages on most ships. So you're not looking at paying, you know, if you're a heavy drinker, you're not looking at paying per drink when you go out, you know, you can buy a beverage package, which oftentimes is a lot more economical. Even if you have to pay an upcharge for a certain restaurant, you know, you do have those free options. So there are just so many reasons that a cruise is, is convenient and it's easy for people as well. Plus, if you're traveling with children on a lot of cruise lines, you have childcare included. And we talked some about the um, kids camps on board ships and, you know, how those work in another episode. So, you know, you have that included, you have entertainment included, you have these enrichment experiences included. Um, you know, and, and as I mentioned, the price, the destinations that you visit, you can go around the world, but you can also go close to home. As long as there's a sea or an ocean or a river, there is most likely a cruise. You know, so while many people think about soaking up the sun on beaches when they're thinking about cruising and visiting island ports, you can go to the Arctic or Antarctica or the Baltic or Africa or Europe or Canada. You know, you do, it's not just about the beach. It's not just about laying out and getting a tan. Oftentimes you're going to destinations that, you know, are really best seen by ship. And, you know, if you're thinking about going to Europe and doing some sort of tour of multiple ports, it might be easier to just take a cruise where, as I mentioned, you're only packing and unpacking once you're going from the airport to the ship and, you know, really just able to kind of get everything done that first day and then unwind and visit all those different countries. So uh, there are are so many reasons. Let's talk about entertainment first. When you're on a ship, you know, in the middle of the ocean, you need things to keep you occupied. And for some people that could just be sitting by the pool or swimming or reading a book or meeting fellow passengers or having cocktails. But most cruise lines also provide entertainment. Now, I will say that oftentimes when I go on cruises, I'm shocked at the amount of people who opt not to go to shows and who you know, are just sitting in the bar talking to people or having a late night at the restaurant. But most cruise ships do provide some sort of entertainment, whether it's a concert or a music production or um, some sort of dancing or um, I don't know. I mean, it really ranges. Celebrity Cruises partnered with American Ballet Theater and MSC has a partnership with Cirque du Soleil. When I went on MSC Maravilla in March, seeing Cirque du Soleil, we went and saw two shows, my mother and I, because there were two different um, two different shows that Cirque du Soleil did. And they were both amazing. I mean, they were probably some of the most fun entertainment that I've ever been a part of or taken part of on a ship. 
Um, so there are just so many. Royal Caribbean has aqua theaters on its ships. And so there's an aquatic element to the shows. Uh, but if you're looking for entertainment with a twist, there are plenty of options. Now, if you want traditional cruise ship entertainment, there are also plenty of cruise lines that do that. Obviously, that's why we're calling it traditional. Um, I talked about the music walk, you know, a lot of places have piano bars and things like that. So, you know, there are also various activities that happen on ships. You know, if you don't want to go to a music venue, you can, or, or a production, you can go to activities. You could, as I mentioned, do a silent disco or go to trivia or attend a movie night. Um, there are card rooms on some ships where you can play bridge. And then also, you know, there are casinos on board a lot of cruise ships. So there is so much to do to keep you entertained. Even on your days at sea, you do not have to worry about being bored on a ship. I don't think there's usually a lot to do, but also make sure that you choose the right ship for you. If you need constant stimulation, make sure that you choose a cruise line who offers a lot of activities because if you don't, you might be bored. Um, okay. Let's talk about enrichment now. Cause I've said enrichment so many times. If late night productions and shows aren't your cup of tea, uh, or you're not a bridge player, or you don't like sitting out in the sun, there are plenty of cruise lines that focus on lectures and enrichment. Um, I, we look mostly to the luxury cruise lines. So I would say Crystal, Cunard, Silver Sea, Seaborn, and Regent. Cunard is not really in the same category as Crystal, Silver Sea, Seaborn, and Regent. Um, but they are really good with kind of these lectures and enrichment as well. Um, many cruise companies offer theme sailings. So on these theme sailings, experts in certain industries are brought on board to teach guests about topics that fit in that theme. They can range from wine to opera to even bridge. There are bridge theme cruises. And so if you're interested in exploring a topic that you're passionate about, doing so at sea really can provide this unique forum for learning. Um, And then you have all of those added bonuses that I mentioned already where you're doing this theme cruise with something that you already know that you like. Plus you get to go on a cruise and you have all of your meals included and you're only packing and unpacking once, you know, all the things that I mentioned before. And then I did mention expedition earlier. Enrichment is a large part of expedition voyages. Um, expedition teams are formed by the cruise lines to sail with the guests throughout their voyages. So not only do these expedition teams host lectures during the sailings, they go around the ship and they dine and hang out with guests and socialize. So as a guest, you always kind of have an opportunity to tap into their knowledge of a subject. Um, And then also you have excursions, which are a form of enrichment. Uh, Oftentimes with cruising, your shore excursions are going to be an added cost with ocean cruising, especially. Um, But when visiting a destination, you can, you know, choose to book a tour through a local tour provider, but you can also book an excursion through the cruise line. And there are so, so many excursions. So you could do something where you're visiting a museum and learning and getting history lessons or whatever. But then also, you know, if you're more of an active type, you could choose to go snorkeling or kayaking or whatever. So there are many, many enrichment options on board, even traditional cruises. But that expedition does take that enrichment component to another level where you do have these experts on board with you and kind of at your disposal, for lack of a better word. Um, So you can really just talk to them about anything that they 
that they've talked about throughout the day or a tour that they took you on. Um, so that's a really good option for people who are more interested in, in learning a lot on their uh, voyage. Okay, let's talk about price. You know, like hotels, the price of cruises often correlates to the amenities and accommodations that a guest will receive. These prices vary, of course. Certain cruise lines promote budget vacations where guests may be looking at paying, you know, even under $100 a day. But as you move up the ladder, you may be looking at paying thousands of dollars and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. So that's another reason why I say that cruising is so customizable is that you can look at taking, I think I was talking about an Alaska voyage the other day where there was one seven day trip for like 500 and something dollars on carnival. And then you looked at Lynn Blod's trip, which I think was 14 days, but still it was over $15,000. So you, you can really customize in that way as well is how much do you want to pay? How much do you need? What do you want to get out of the cruise? Or are you just looking for something inexpensive that can get you away for a while? Um, cruising as a whole can often seem more expensive than flying somewhere and staying in a hotel. Uh, that applies to any budget. You know, you could be staying at a Super 8 or the Ritz-Carlton, but sometimes the numbers that you see on cruise on certain itineraries is daunting. But that's why it's important to know what's included in the cruise fare. At the base level, entertainment, accommodations, and food are included. But as you look toward the premium and upper premium luxury lines, you'll find that your cruise fare generally includes more. Uh, Cruise fares can include airfare. They can include transfers to and from the airport. They can include beverages or room service, butlers, excursions, special events, whatever, you name it. Um, But it's important to kind of break down the cost if you're unsure about whether you want to go to a hotel or go on a cruise and really think about daily how much more is it going to cost for you to have to go to a hotel and budget for food and budget for transportation and budget for beverages and all of those various things that you pay for um, when you're staying at a hotel. So I think that the price of cruising is often even apart from whether it costs less or more than staying at a hotel. I appreciate that because I can look at the cruise fare and have an exact amount of money that I know that I will spend. And maybe I'll budget to spend a little bit on board as well. But I know that most of what I'm spending, the bulk of what I'm spending is included in that uh, ticket fare for the cruise. Um, Destinations. I I believe that there is hardly a better way to see the world than from a cruise ship. Uh, my favorite thing about cruising is the amount of ground that's able to be covered in such a short time. It's amazing to be able to wake up in a new country or a city and feel like you've teleported during the time that you were sleeping. I, I think that my favorite thing is kind of waking up and saying, where am I today? Or, you know, opening the window and <laughs> opening the curtain and seeing this new landscape it's it's magical and to me it never really loses its awe um cruising can take you around the world it can take you close to home as i mentioned if you're living in the united states there are plenty of cruises here but if you feel like jetting off to asia and doing a cruise around japan or going to antarctica you know there are so many different options as i said as long as there's a sea an ocean or a river there is most likely a cruise if you want to see it all you could also take a world cruise 
There are multiple world cruise options of various lengths to choose from, and even expedition world cruises. Uh, There are world cruises that visit Antarctica, so talk about seeing it all. I mean, that is really a great, great way to do it. Last reason for me is because cruises are fun. I think that cruising is such a unique way to travel, but most importantly, it is so fun. My favorite part about cruising is meeting my fellow passengers and making connections with new people. You can learn so much aboard a cruise ship outside of the areas that you're visiting simply by talking to your fellow passengers. Um, I remember I was on a Silver Sea cruise and there was a group of Australians and I learned so much about Australia from them. I'm often cruise with Canadians and now you you get these worldwide connections when you're on a ship as well. And there's something really special about that. So, I mean, fun can be found poolside or in, in, in evening entertainment or on excursions or at lectures or at the piano bar over dinner or wherever else on the ship. But seeing the new places and learning about other cultures is some of the most fun that I will ever have. And a cruise only enhances that experience. So, uh, you know, that's kind of all that I have to say about it. Obviously, I am a cruise enthusiast. It's something that I've been doing for over 20 years. It's something that I really enjoy and I am a, a strong advocate for cruising. But I think that we have to often look beyond this block of I will never cruise or cruising isn't right for me and say, why, what do you want to get out of your vacation? And then being able to suggest cruises that are the right cruise for our client or look to cruises. If we are consumers looking to cruises that are the right cruises for us, what's going to fit. There's no one vacation that's going to check every single person's boxes. But if you know what your boxes are, the likelihood of you being able to find a cruise that can check all of those is pretty strong, I think. So that's all. I'm going to get off my soapbox about cruising. Sorry about the scheduling conflict with Mike. We will talk to him next week. So uh, tune in to learn more about Quasi Europe next week, and I will see you then. Bye. (laughs) 